America still needs your help. Everybody, uh, welcome back to Nintendo Main Expansion Pass. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon, and that's why you're here. So we decided this month, what better topic than celebrating this wonderful country that's just, everything in this country is just going so well right now. <laughs> we should be super duper proud. Yeah. <laughs> so we thought, hey, let's take, let's, uh, let's do top five, you know, patriotic American games. It's kind of a loose topic, but uh, there's plenty of media out there that, uh, whether in all seriousness or the opposite, uh, satire, I guess that what that would be, depicts the United States and people from the country. And uh seems like a fun topic. So uh, if you thought, if you had a definitive list, Trey or John, you could kick us off or, or yeah, kick it off. I think, I think we got to kick it off by saying the Pledge of Allegiance, first of all. No. Oh, boy. <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, we'll play a clip of that. The, the most America games, which was a lot funnier like a week ago before all the shit with the Supreme Court and all that. And I, I mean, Fourth of July has been a bullshit holiday, I think, for a very long time. Like, I mean, yeah, fuck America. Like, you know, who really wants to like fully support it? Like, it's a pretty fucking shitty country but yeah we're gonna do a countdown where we talk about our about the games that are most uh remind us the most of fourth of july or being american or whatever it can be funny right even though we're in such a fucking cesspool of shit whatever yeah well, we've got a lot of problems in this country for <laughs> sure but i do appreciate that we have some place that would allow us to make a podcast like this yes thank you patreon thanks to the patreon whatever thanks democracy or whatever you want to call it yeah all right, who wants to start? Who who wants to be first on the? Uh, we, anyway, it's it's us. We are your hosts. It's me, me. I'm Trey, and Jeremy's Jeremy, and John's John. We're here for to tell you about uh, the Fourth of July and how great of a time it is. At least it rained a lot today, so we, so maybe we won't hear a whole lot of uh, fireworks in the background while we're recording this. But I, I can I'll start my list right here with number five. So whenever I think of Fourth of July. So, you know, I used to work at a bar, and, uh, and I used to work at the Beachwood, and I would, uh, you know, I'd always play movies based on whatever the theme was, whatever the holiday was. So um, so I remember I worked there over the 4th of July one time, and I would be like, all right, so what movies can we play during the 4th of July? And I just did a search of them, and the first thing that came up was Jaws. So I'm like, every time I think of 4th of July themed things, I think about Jaws, because the original Jaws movie is all about whether they would keep the beach open during the 4th of July weekend because of the shark, you know, killing that one lady at the beginning. So my number five game of most 4th of July games is uh, Jaws, the NES game. I don't know if either of you mm-hmm. ever played that. Yeah, I played it. I actually played it a lot when I was a kid. We used to rent it. I never owned it, but I played a lot of it and I actually liked it. I thought it was a good mo- a good game. And I watched I watched a couple videos of it. I watched uh, I watched you know what's his face that I don't like the angry video game nerd. I watched his version of it, but I watched Jeremy Parrish's version, which was much better, and actually talked about how it's a good game and not a shitty game because Parrish talked about how it 
how you could feel the influence of Dragon Quest 1 because Dragon Quest had already been released at the time and it has RPG elements to it. But no, uh, Jaws was a game that I liked. It actually kind of reminded me of uh, Friday the 13th, sort of. You know, where you kind of just like, you you know, you, you float around on your boat and you wait for Jaws to show up. You know, just like in that other game, you'd wait for Jason to show up and you'd be like, oh, what the fuck do I do? I just get killed, you know, or whatever. But no, Jaws, Jaws was, was fun. It was, yeah, you, you move around on your boat and then you get uh, turned into like a 2D thing and you shoot a bunch of fish and you uh, collect shells to sell shells to power yourself up to fight Jaws later. So it has this like RPG element to it. And it was, yeah, it was the thing that I liked. I remember liking it as a kid, but I had to watch uh, videos of it again to remind me of this for this. But yeah, Jaws, number five, most 4th of July game because it takes place at the time of 4th of July. Putting the red in red, white, and blue. Yes. Don't they kill it with fireworks or something? Or is that what I thought there was a Jaws where they I know I know the game the game ends with you stabbing it with your boat, which is pretty cool. Stabbing it with the front mm-hmm. of the boat, which I never got that far. But I, but I did have a lot of time. I, I did have a good time playing the game. I always wanted to be Richard Gear, you know. That's my chance. Richard Ge- Richard Gear's not in Jaws. What are you talking about? No, you're thinking of the other guy, Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus. Oh, yeah. Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rich, Mr. Like Mr. Holland's Opus. I was like, you mean you mean fucking pretty woman, Richard Gear? No, no, he's he's not in Jaws. No, I met I met Mr. Holland's Opus. That's yeah. Richard Dreyfus. No, Richard. I like Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, he was also in uh, that Alien movie. Which they should make um, a Mr. Holland's Opus game. That'd be fun. Sure, you gotta play. Uh, you gotta play the um, orchestra or something like that. But yeah, Jaws, the most Fourth of July. And I and I didn't. I wanted to. Try, I wanted to make my my list very dis- diversified. I was like, because first thing I was like, oh, all these different movies I know of that have to do with Fourth of July. But that's the only one that I have that's based on movies. It was just the Jaws one. But you played Jaws, John. Like, what are what are your thoughts on the Jaws NES game? I remember being frustrated by it as a kid. I think you know at the, at the time didn't have I didn't have quite the uh, the language to describe or the realization that that certain games could be bad like to me every game was great because it was a video game <laughs> and but i was like something was different about this one where i didn't quite like it as much as the other as the other games that i'd played sure i haven't played it since i was probably eight or nine so i don't really have much thought on it beyond that i, I think that i like the rpg aspects of it even though at the time i did not understand what rpg aspects were or what rpgs were <laughs> you know i just thought I, I guess I liked the grinding part of it. I liked like building yourself up to fight the shark. Like I thought that was a cool idea, and I don't know how I understood that, but somehow I did. I guess from playing it. But who knows when? I, I remember like you know I remember having like um not necessarily Fourth of July parties, but like uh, New Year's Eve parties. You know where your parents like have people over, and they it, for me it would be like yeah your parents would have people over, or you or you go to like one of your friends' parents' house, and they would basically they put you in the basement. You know you go down and you hang out with the kids. And upstairs they watch Jaws or Crocodile Dundee or something like that. So it, it kind of is in that is in that same sort of group. And I do remember getting a uh, sent to the basement so they could watch Jaws at one of those uh, New Year's Eve parties. And I was like, yeah, cool. But yeah, Jaws, the video game, hooray! Maybe that maybe that uh, led to your liking of the game. Like it was forbidden, <laughs> you couldn't go upstairs to watch Jaws, and now you love Jaws the video game. I just had a good time with it. I remember renting it, and I, I remember enjoying it, and I made sure to watch. The gameplay again just to make sure that i wasn't i don't know full of shit but i unfortunately i don't own it but i do remember playing a lot of it we must have rented it or i must have got it from a friend or something because i do remember putting a lot of hours into it but i did but thank you jeremy Parrish, for doing a great video about it it helped out and i love the karate kid karate kid game i know he hated that game but i love that game and i still have that game i know that's another lgn has like a bad name or whatever but i love that karate kid game i thought it was cool but it's not fourth of july 
All right, who wants to do their number five next? I can do five. I think it's piggybacks well off of yours because it's also an NES game. I think I just kind of wanted to find a way to make this fit at first. I mean, given what it's a sports game, given the sport that it's based off, then, you know, that kind of already makes it pretty American. But there's baseball all over the world. Anyway, this is Base Wars. In doing my research, I realized it was only ever released in the U.S. So there you go. Even more so a U.S. thing. It, they didn't even give it a European release very much for our market, I guess. But the game's called Cyber Stadium Series Base Wars. I have talked about it before uh, on this podcast, but it's very American in the regards that it just takes, you know, baseball which is, you know, considered the American pastime, quote unquote. And it makes it somehow even more capitalistic than it already was. Because in the future, baseball players are too expensive to pay. So now they make robots. People make robots and oh. <laughs> they own them and they put them into stadiums. And then what else is American? Blowing shit up. So the, ro- the robots kind of blow each other up while they're playing baseball. It also seems very topical, right? With the with the writer strike and all that, yeah, it's like we don't need to hire anybody, so let's have a AI uh, write write us episodes or or do intros for Disney Plus shows. The game's pretty fun. I think it's worth a worth a look if you wanted to play it. Uh, it's still not a very highly sought after game as far as like how many are out there in the wild. You can still get it for probably less than twenty bucks. Uh, it's an ultra game, so this was a Konami game that wasn't really a Konami game. It was one of their ways of getting around the uh, the rules of the time that Nintendo wouldn't let any publisher have more than a certain amount of games a year. I can't remember what it was, the number it was, but they had to create an entirely different company, and they also released the first Ninja Turtles game was on Ultra as well. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, the first one. But Base Wars is great. It's got a uh, battery in it, so you can actually save your progress. You can play through a season. It keeps track of your robots that have died. They're gone forever. You can buy new ones. They they don't um, I mean they don't die though right you can upgrade they're, they're, them. they're just broken right or they're just unfixable like what what is the actual death of a robot their they ma- blow their, up. their matrix uh, fizzles out I think that's what happened in the Transformers movie when I guess Prime so they, died. they blow up and then they don't exist anymore so they can they've, be joined, fixed, they've rejoined the ether of, of dead ma- robots materials they're made of yes but it's a it's a fun game and uh you know it's got a two player mode if you want to play two player with your friend but I don't know if it's got two player sees it but you can play exhibition games when you hit a home run it goes out to space that's pretty damn cool mm-hmm. are, are there are there fireworks for the home runs yes kind so of. yeah fourth of no July, i think it's fireworks. like i think it's like a uh a satellite or something like that something you know it took it took firepower to get it up in space it was a firework at some point mm. but anyway yeah that's base wars uh let's make baseball even more american somehow that's base wars I, I i thought about putting ken griffey jr on my list but i was like but that i mean yes america what is it baseball is americans pa- america's pastime but uh ken griffey jr is kind of a bad version because there's only because ken griffey is like the only actual baseball player in the game everybody else's other is made up characters so i'm like well it's not mm-hmm. really it's not really fully american but i got some good ones on there what, what do you have john my number five i also have an nes sporting event game it's american gladiators oh i played that game i actually you know what i don't i think i played because there was a super nintendo one i think i played the nes one and the super nintendo one which have have either of you seen the american gladiators documentary on netflix yet we we we're yeah i just finished watching it uh, earlier today it's probably why i I picked it yeah it's good it's it's definitely a lot of fun um it'll put you back in the early 90s you know everything's neon oh nice kind of vibe no i was really excited about watching it with jess but we just haven't had a time to had haven't had time to watch it yet but it's definitely on our list I was really excited. It's good, yeah. looking at I was it. looking at who made it, and it's actually one of the producers, Jared Hess, the guy who directed Napoleon Dynamite. So you can picture that it kind of leads into nice. the kitsch sort of stuff. No, that's cool. And there's there's the um, 
the at, at parts where, where they're talking about the stuff that happened that they didn't have footage of they actually animated it like a saturday morning cartoon show so everybody looks like he-man and all that stuff oh nice yeah it's really it's, it's a good documentary but the game i picked um probably because i was watching the documentary yeah, it's got america in the name too america. it's got america in the name yeah, and yeah. it's all red white and blue and uh, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever actually played it, but I was looking up YouTube videos and stuff. It looks like it's pretty fun. So you actually experienced it. So what was it like? I don't remember if I played the NES one or the Super Nintendo one. I, well, I know that I played the Super Nintendo one, so I'm not sure if I played the NES one. But I had fun with it at the time. I mean, I played it when I was a kid, you know. I think there were some... Uh, I remember there were some games that I didn't fully understand how to play. It, it was like a rental thing, you know, obviously. Mm. But uh, but I enjoyed it for the most part. Uh, American Gladiators is kind of funny to me because it's, it's basically... You know, it's like a... It's like to the side of... It's similar to wrestling, you know, that I'm very yes. much into. But it's, it's you know, it's its own, like, side thing. And they all have their own made-up names and... You know, you know, they're all called, they're all like, characters, yeah. Called Positron, whatever. You know, they they all have this weird names that they that they have for each other, and and you saw a lot of Nitro jokes about American ice. American gladiators. Like it was like in The Simpsons, or it was in like Hot. What was it? Hot Shots had like jokes about it too. Like they, I mean, it was at the time there were you know a lot of it was you know popular enough that it was joked on for it was parodied, yeah, multiple times. And I'm sure you had your own time where you like you know taped like pillows to the end of a of a cardboard tube or whatever and try to hit your buddy in the face. Uh, you right. know, I mean, I did that at sleepovers, you know? So, I mean, it was, it was, you know, it was very popular while we were growing up. And I, I mean, I, I think I enjoyed playing the game, but I can't really necessarily tell you like what parts of it I liked or whatever. I just remember there were some things that were kind of confusing, but I thought it was kind of cool that American gladiators had an actual thing that you could play. You have to hear this, this sound effect from the game. Cause it's, it's pretty hilarious. Boon, Boons felt. Uh, it, along those lines. Yeah, it's when it's during the jousting game when you get knocked off. Here is the scream. Oh, yeah, I do remember playing that game for sure, the jousting one. American Gladiators NES scream. It's pretty epic. That's like Mortal Kombat level there on that screen. It's definitely, uh, yeah. I, I I give it a five thumbs up. That's a great screen there. Good on you. It was the Wilhelm scream. Yeah, maybe maybe that that broke the sound barrier or something. So it's back to me. I'm number four, correct? Yep. I am number four. All right. So, oh yeah. So number four, so number four was the one, so I had like four that I automatically thought of and four was the one where I was like, wasn't really sure what I would use for it. But I mean, I I think, I think, you know, both of you might enjoy this one. My number four most American game is Mortal Kombat 3 is what I went for. Really nice. 
Because Mortal Kombat 3... So, all right. So, Mortal Kombat 1 and 2 take place in these other worlds, whatever. But Mortal Kombat 3 is when they bring the tournament to Earth. So, we have people... It's basically people from America taking place in it. So we have Striker. We have the cop in there, one of the main characters. Uh, we have Night. We have Nightwolf, uh, an, an American, uh, Native American, in there as well. Uh, we got robots. Uh, it's <laughs> and it and it takes place. It, it's the only one where it actually was on the streets. And it and and when I say this is an American game, I also mean it. It's basically the streets of Chicago because it was made in Chicago. But all the other Mortal Kombat's were all based in these other worlds. And this is the first time where we brought it down to reality, where we're fighting in churches, we're fighting on top of buildings, we're fighting on the street. There, I mean, there's a there's a fatality where you like kick somebody in front of a subway train, you know, in front of a CTA train. So like. This is this. I mean, how how more American can you be than Mortal Kombat three? Like seriously, this is the one. Uh, Kano and Sonya came back. They were both American characters. You know, they were gone from Mortal Kombat two, and they had re- they had returned in their glory. Uh, Jax is back again. I mean, he he first appeared in two, but then but then he's here again, and it was. Uh, I felt like it was very much a like it was like Mortal Kombat has finally hit here. It's it finally exists in the land that we that we live in. This is what I thought from it. So. So yeah, Mortal Kombat three, number four on my list. I mean, and both of you played that. Plus one, all the right? violence, so American. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, good old ultra violence. Well, and I mean, even when I was playing it as a kid, I didn't realize that Midway was such a was such a Chicago based company. You know, I didn't realize that like NBA Jam and like you know and and some other ones that I might mention later on my list were all like based here in you know mm-hmm. in the Midwest in Chicago and all that, which is pretty cool because I was a huge Mortal Kombat fan. Well. Big big Mortal Kombat two fan, and yeah, then we find out that it's there and it's still here now. Mortal Kombat one is still getting developed in this place that I live in. So there you go, the original Mortal Kombat, and even like when Mortal, uh, even what was it, Mortal Kombat nine, which was uh, was the first reboot of Mortal Kombat, one of my favorites. You could still see a lot of Chicago influence in there, like they did like the fighting on the street. But you could be like, oh, there's the you know there there's the the that one building back there, you know, like you could tell like that it was that it was the place that we lived at and all that. So yeah, Mortal Kombat 3, Super American. You get to play as a cop and you want the cop to not die. You're like rooting for that cop. You're like, hey, Striker, make it to the end. <laughs> Probably one of the hilarious slash worst Mortal Kombat characters. All right. Well, I'm trying to kind of spread this out a little bit because I realized going through my list that there's some them- thematically similar things, but what do you? what can I say? It's American. Things are American, distinctively. Sure. But I couldn't have... Uh, I couldn't have done a list like this. I feel like I would have been remiss if I didn't mention one of the most American games I've ever played and enjoyed. And a game that's become almost, I don't know, almost a thing of its own in the sense of like, well, it's the closest thing I'd say to Mario Kart 8 that just seems like it's never going to stop being a thing. And that oh. is Grand Theft Auto 5, which came out. I, I knew I knew one of you was years gonna, ago. I figured one of you is going to put Grand Theft Auto on there, so I didn't put it on my list. But I was like, yes, the Grand Theft Auto games are completely American. Yep. And they're actually it's a it's a British company, right? Isn't Rockstar from? Are they? They are. Yep. So the original uh, Grand Theft Auto games were a bit more British, the top down ones, but <laughs> it got it got pretty American. As, as excuse as me, let me give you some tea while I steal your car. I don't know. You hit my lorry. <laughs> That's my terrible British there. Exchange information with me, please. The aluminium aluminium is bent. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, Grand Theft Auto. Five. Uh, yeah, I, do I really I love it. do I really need to talk about Grand Theft Auto Five? It's uh, everybody knows about this game. It just keeps getting remade. Not even uh, well, I guess it was remade. 
technically once. It was a PlayStation but, Three game, like it's like, and yeah. it, and it was like the big, uh, it was a big thing for PlayStation Five as well. Like it, it's kind of funny, you know. What, for four I, and then subsequently five. The only time that I ever played it, and you were there, Jeremy, was when uh, you know, when I we used to live with Brandon. When he was like conquer the mountain, and you just like drive on the mountain, like that was the only time I ever played the game. Uh, was that one? You were there. We were we were in the living room of this apartment, and uh, yeah, uh, Brandon was just we just wanted to just like drive on this mountain with a bike in Grand Theft Auto Five, and that was funny, and that's what we were doing. And we went to some like uh, we went to some like a Halloween party after that, and yeah, that's my rem- that's my memory of Grand Theft Auto Five right there. There you go. <laughs> I don't think I've ever um, actually played Five. Never had the well, you're going to. You think it's going to it's gonna be? You think it's going to be on Switch? Available device. Oh yeah, it's going to be like. I'm honestly, I'm really surprised it's not on Switch yet. Like seriously, I mean, I mean, it, it could. It's a PS3 game. But Switch could easily handle it, and we, right. we and we got the and we got the GTA trilogy on there now. Like, why not? Just fucking. It put doesn't it on make there. any sense at all. Yeah, I mean, maybe they don't want more money. I mean, obviously they want money. Like. Yeah, just put it on there. I don't know. I think it's given how shitty the those were those ports, which maybe they fixed for the most part. But I think uh, they. I think I don't know. I'm it. not in a huge hurry for them to like shit out another one because uh, it's actually a good game. You know, like it's a lot of people would argue that these games are kind of dumb, and and I will agree. You're, like they're stupid, uh, fundamentally stupid games because there's just so many plot holes of why you're able to get away with what you do. But when it all comes down to it. It's a. It's one of the first like games to establish the sandbox, like where you can just play without having to have any real goal, and you could still have fun. Yeah. And um, yeah, definitely. Five Five is the pinnacle of that. It's the newest Grand Theft Auto that exists. Um, there's even an online mode which people, I guess, have a lot more fun with. I I haven't. I only tried it very early on to try to get the free money, but this is ten years ago, so I haven't played online since then. I mean, they're obviously putting a lot into it though, because I feel like that's the big push, right? Is the I, I felt like that was why Rockstar had stopped doing things because of how popular the online mode was, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, aside from like re-releasing the game over and over and over again, you know. The closest we've got to a, a Grand Theft Auto sequel was Red Dead Redemption Two, and it's a very different game, but the DNA's there. You could tell it's a Rockstar game, like through and through, by the fundamentally how it functions. They they they're really good with the hardware they're given usually to make the sequels and i really look forward to grand theft auto 6 i'll definitely be playing it on the ps5 when it comes out hey you, um, you got that <laughs> so I you do. can play it on there but one of the coolest things about this game and i didn't even realize it until i played it recently i mean i didn't make the connection in my head but there's this character in the game like probably the most easily to just hate they would say he's the punchable face character. trevor what's what's his name it's not trevor it's a uh, michael's son who's oh like yeah trying to be like Pete super cool Pete yeah. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. It's it's little Pete from Pete and Pete. I've actually met that guy and hung out with him, had a beer with him before. So I'm I've actually nice. hung out with someone from this game, and it's one of the most insufferable characters, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, he's totally like he's got like neck tattoos, and he's like he wants to be a rapper, and he's never had a real job, and he's just mooching off his dad, and uh, he's got kind of a a, a Bud Bundy kind of fixation with his sister which is really weird they really kind of leaned into the stereotypical dysfunctional sitcom family for for uh your main like core group you've got actually control three different characters but yeah so i said earlier trevor and i just looked up gta 5 characters and trevor phillips is the mentally unstable redneck and bank robber is that not that character i thought that was the one that that everybody hated 
Well, they hate him too because he's actually like an evil guy. Because he's but, a terrible person, yeah. But Michael's son, I wish I could remember his name, but he's just a fucking kind of a brat. He's just a he's a spoiled brat, and he's like, I think he was maybe kind of modeled after like Jack Osborne a little bit. Michael, De, Michael the Santa. Yeah, his son. It, I think there might have been a, a, some references to Jack Osborne, where, where no matter how loose it was, it, it just kind of sort of had that vibe. Uh, just someone you just are like, Ugh. you seem like someone I would not want to actually hang out with, and you're just gross and really cringy. So yeah, cringy. That's American as fuck. <laughs> yes, that is true. And you've got all the direct satire in those <laughs> games, like the radio of- stations and everything. Like, yeah, like they're totally. Jabbing at America in those games. Yeah, I was just I was just listening to a podcast today while I was delivering, uh, talking about like no, it was um, it it was the Simpsons, it was the Talking Simpsons podcast, and they were talking about like how much uh, how much like um, classic rock had become more popular due to like uh, uh, Guitar Hero and Grand Theft Auto, like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas had just like had just came out at the time of that of that episode, and and it was mm-hmm. yeah, it's true. So I was I, so I did have a Grand Theft Auto on the brain earlier when I was listening to that. That's all I have to say about that. All right. Along those lines, my number four is Saints Row Four, a game where you play as the president of the yes. United States. That is that <laughs> is very American. Yeah, I didn't yep. I didn't even well, I, I mean I thought about Saints Row because yeah, a lot of it is like the you know, it is like the yeah, American satire. But yeah, go ahead. What are you gonna say about it? Yeah, and then it just it uh, you know dials it up to eleven, where all of a sudden you're. It starts actually it starts out, and you're like in this kind of delusion where you're you're in a American sitcom, nineteen fifties sitcom. Yeah, and then uh, you sort of break from that reality, and and in truth, you're uh, the planet's being attacked by aliens and everything, and yeah, from there it just kind of goes off the rails. Uh, I didn't go. I didn't get too far in this game, so I don't know. You probably played more of it than I did, right? You played through the whole thing. Did you beat it? Uh, this is Saints Row 4, right? I played a lot yep. more of 3. I played a lot of 3. But I do have to mention on Saints Row 4, I, I don't know if either of you remember, remember this. I mentioned on the podcast a couple times. But but that very beginning part, I had to play through it multiple times but it kept, because it kept freezing and like kicking me out of the game. It kept crashing at the end of the very beginning. Yeah, me too. And I had to basically, I had to download it to the hard drive of my Switch for it to actually work. And then it finally worked. When it was doing it off of the SD card, it never worked. So I played that opening way more times than I should have. I played it like three or four times and I'm like, oh my God, just give me. And I loved it. I loved it the first time, but then it was like, I did it again and it would always like just just like hard crash me out of it. Yeah, I had the same problem. Yeah, but no, I. But once I got past that part, I did really enjoy it. And I know Jeremy did as well because you talked about it a lot on the show. Yeah, at the time. But yeah, no, it's a. It it, it is actually kind of the the whole idea of like America versus aliens and all that. That is a little um, foreshadowing to what to a later thing that I will talk about on my list. But yeah, this and same thing like when I was talking about earlier about Jaws. You know, you think about Jaws and you think about Independence Day, obviously, ID4, you know, July 4th, that sort of thing. But I will I will say something that has to do with fighting aliens later. That's another game. That's not this one. But yeah, what do you want to, do you have anything to say about uh, this one, Jeremy? Saints Row 4? Uh, it's ridiculous. I think early criticism of the game was like, that was, you get OP too fast, which I agree. When I was playing it last, I just was like, I. it was hard to like go through the missions because they, they were almost too easy so i kind of just stopped but 
it's a fun game, and yeah, I've always wanted to be the president, and being an ass-kicking president's even better. <laughs> That's something I never knew about you. You actually wanted to be the president? I would never want to be the president. I thought about like, it seriously in my early 30s. I mean, we, we would get so many... I mean... Our, our tweets, we we would have much. We have much better Twitter. Like our Twitter would be great. Like they, everybody would be like, look at look at the Twitter. It's great. There it is. Look at it. We we have, we have more followers. Because I was the president. Yeah, that's that's that was my that was my Trump impression there. It'd be great to be president of the United States, but still just do a Nintendo podcast every week. <laughs> We're like, sir, we need <laughs> you in the president. Oval office. I'll Nintendo no! podcast. <laughs> hey hey, like I mean I mean seriously though, like I mean when Trump was president, like. They basically made it. They made it to where you could tweet more. They made the tweets bigger, like because he because he's yeah. such an idiot, and then he was just all about just tweeting constantly, and you know instead of being you know like whatever uh, cafe fay on the, on the toilet or whatever when he you know like uh, you know they yeah it was it was ridiculous like it, it, yeah if we if one of us was president we would we, we would get a lot more listeners is what I'm getting at <laughs> you know we could, I we would could, have to divest from the Patreon though we could we could, we could build up. Our, <laughs> yeah, I'd have to have build up our followers. Out. You know, if, we, if, we, if one of us was president, which I do not want to, I do not want that in any way. I'll do it. I'll do it. it. Yes, Jeremy, you can be president of the United States and just tell everyone that you just need to listen to Nintendo Main Podcast. Oh, that'll be part of my like uh, inauguration speech for sure. Just and I'm using just, this just same get, mic. Just get on the Patreon. Just get on. You know, we, we got good. We got good deals. We we send you pictures. Like we we, we get you some po- get you some posters. It's all good. Just get I'm on. I'm gonna there. be giving my speech and like my mic will keep like the volume will keep going down because I'm still using the same one and it's fucked up. <laughs> oh God! Hi, <laughs> fellow American. And then, then I'm like that. And then someone will shoot me. That's like my life there. Showing how your mic goes all over the place. Hey. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Ah! Ah! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over!